As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Bird to your mother, it's time for another episode of Birds with Friends. Just some high-flying, ran fast vertical stems of professors from Penn watching eagles eat and pray like pazookies on birthdays. It's Philadelphia, Marissa Bow and Zach kicking it. Cooler than three penguins till Zach runs off with his valet keys. He's a real nuanced goose. Pull up a branch, get loose, it's time for some juice on some Birds with Friends. The early bird gets the worm, but prefers getting turned like a turn on some Birds with Friends. Marissa Bow and Zach are here to Walk. Don't miss the mistress talk on some. I have a radio hit that I'm late for. I'm gonna give my prediction. You guys can stick on. Is that okay? Unbelievable. We, like, we now we find out who has priority. This is ridiculous. We've been on for an hour and 35 minutes. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Looking forward to the post game pod. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Birds with Friends on a Tuesday evening, 7:04 p.m. Bo Wolf. Zach Berman, that, that intro was a little Easter egg. You, you, the sickos are going to need to keep in mind at some point. But uh, Zach, the Eagles have paired their roster to 53. They've made a trade, as they like to do. That's how Roseman likes to do. We have uh, some beat writer, King of the Beat competition updates. We've got uh, on a roster to analyze. I haven't talked to you in a few days on the podcast. How you doing? Doing well. Excited for the pod. I always enjoy a good pod with you. Would you say that, um, in general, today's cutdown lacked a, a bit of the fireworks, a bit of the panache of, of recent years? Uh, well, yes and no. I, I mean, the entire premise of cutdown day, it, it kind of, uh, and we've talked about this in the past, and especially I remember last year's show where we said, you know, knowing Marissa, it well, gives us will, we will get to that of course yeah it it gives us a, a, a close look at it there's there's like a rush to find out who's losing their job and from like uh if you take a step back sometimes <laughs> this is not this is this is not as exciting a day yeah. as it should be you know there's all these people and and look i i don't want to I don't want to make too much of it. Everyone knows the terms of engagement. Everyone goes to training camp knowing there's 90 and they have to get the 53. So it's it's not as if it's it's like surprise layoffs at the company, right? Everyone knows this is going to happen. Nonetheless, uh, it, it's 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 not like a celebratory day, right? And so uh, as far as it lacking the panache, I don't think there were any like major, oh my goodness, they made these moves. If you think about last season, it was a huge cut down day. The Eagles traded for CJ Gardner Johnson, right? That's what I mean. Yeah. So now Albert O and I'm promising our, our listeners by week one, I will be able to say the pronunciation. I will get it down. Um, the trade happened while I was in it the It tells me, Zach, that it is Albert Okuebunam. Albert Okuebunam. Okay. Uh, liked him at Missouri. Liked him coming out. And think uh yeah it's it's an interesting it's he such feels an like inter- kind of guy such an interesting move to camp block he has no position <laughs> i had to ask it twice um so uh it, no as as far as the day i suppose there there wasn't that headlining big time move a, a matter of fact we oh, had oh, you suppose there was not a big time move 
<laughs> well, we can get to that. Mm-hmm. But we did actually, by the way, we don't get credit for this in like the 53, but actually in the stadium the other night, we said one thing they could do is cut Sipos. And it's a, it's a, uh, it's a thin line. How much can you take credit for if you're just talking yeah. about things they could do? But boy, was I, was I hemming and hawing on, on, you know, uh, the, the beat writer deadline was, was uh, noon. And at 1159, I'm like deciding whether to send my email to Jimmy Kempsey with no Sipos or not, but didn't do it. Actually, it would not have mattered for me, but we'll, we'll get to that later. Is, like, is it fair to say that when you think of the 2023 cutdown day, the uh, Eagles-related move or uh, thing that will most pop to your mind will be beginning the press conference without yet knowing what the roster looked like? That's part of it, but, but relatedly, what I will, will, will remember is a reporter faux pas and a big mm. mistake that I made. Which was sorry, my AirPods falling out. I asked the question that had already been asked, and let me explain. But, but to be fair, you also asked me if the question had no. Been but asked it's not me. your fault. It was it was my it fault. My I should have. I wasn't. Down. I wasn't listening because the <laughs> roster literally came out when the Alberto question like uh, six, was asked yeah, five minutes time. into the press conference. Yeah, yeah, which was when that that question came up. Right. So, but uh, I should I should have known it was yeah it was bad no. Job so I. I was really frustrated myself, and I still am because, look, you you get time with the general manager. You don't want to burn a question on a question that's already been asked, and that was that was a mistake, and I have to own it, and I have to wear it, and I have to accept it. Until, I, think we, I think we should – this is a chance we can both yeah, need new jobs. Yeah. <laughs> and I have to accept it until uh, the next time we speak to Howie. So mm, There you go. Um, all right, let's uh, – I think the people want to know what, what the update on the King and the Beats uh, situation is. That's why the people have tuned in. And uh, Jimmy Kemsky as uh, the defending champion. Now, I do, again, uh, the, the term King of the Beats has sort of um, been taken in a way that it shouldn't have. I believe the, the King of the Beats is reserved for a three-time-in-a-row champion. It's like when you're on fire in, in NBA Jam. The uh, roster competition champion that. is a different thing. I, I believe that they should be separated, but it's such a it's such a catchy title that it has now um, uh, been subsumed by just the the uh, the winner. And so, as defending roster competition champion, uh, it was Jimmy's job to uh, be the official recorder. And you know, sometimes the cream rises to the top, and there's a you know an obvious champion. Sometimes there's a little bit more of a meeting of the minds and, and, you know, there's no one who's really that far above the rest, but Zach, you, my dear friend are one of the seven competitors who tied with 51 out of 53 correct answers. You join EJ Smith from the Philadelphia Inquirer, Brandon Lee Gowton from bleeding green nation, Seamus Clancy from Philly voice, Elliot Shore parks, from WIP, Jeff McLean from the Philadelphia Inquirer, and Andrew DeCecco from Inside the Birds. Booking-wise, I think the f- most fun winner is either you or Elliot. Uh, I think it'd be fun. I think he would. I think he would wear it well uh, in a very bombastic way. I think you. Um, would be a fun foil as someone who's going to try not to brag about it. And yet it would also give me the chance to brag about the fact that I already predicted you were going to win on the podcast the other night. And so that would be a feather in my cap, I think. <laughs> so as far as I'm concerned, Elliot's the winner because Elliot, because how he was told that Elliot won. Right. So uh, look, I'm, I'm not in this for the prize. I'm in this, you know, the, you want the front office to know that, you know what they're thinking. That's that's the key here is the credibility that it comes with. Uh, the reality is this: I'm I'm just frustrated I didn't get 53. You know, I, I like no, you weren't going to get Albert O. You could have got 52. Okay, yeah, but still, that that's what um, I wasn't good enough, right? It, and it's interesting because oh, go ahead. No, I I've I've been reading a lot of uh, Tim Kawakami. Uh, this I hit a good piece on like Trey Lance where. Essentially, he was saying that this is that there's no deserve. You get your opportunity, and you either 
you know, make the most of it or you don't. This is my opportunity, and I didn't get 52. Uh, so I have to wear the fact that I'm tied with six others. Hmm. Yeah, it's hard to really celebrate when you're when you're tied with six others. As far as my my from my vantage point, having gotten uh, 50 instead of 51, I don't blame myself. I blame the Eagles. They're the ones who got it wrong. Um, <laughs> I mean, keeping Patrick Johnson over Kyron Johnson. Smart decision, um, right decision. Keeping Mario Goodrich over Kayvon Wallace. I think these are short-sighted decisions, and I, in my mind, gave the Eagles a little bit too much credit. I thought they would make the right decisions as opposed to, you know, the, the short-sighted ones. I I would actually defend both of those decisions, right? Because I I know I had Kayvon Wallace making it, but look, if if you value that backup slot more than your, your fifth safety, I, I can understand it. You need to fortify yourself on special teams, which, which Kayvon could, but, but Kayvon Wallace was their, was their fifth safety, right? Uh, in, in year four. So I get that part of it. Patrick Johnson, I would keep Patrick Johnson over, over Kyron Johnson. He has more pass rush juice, right? Rush the quarterback. That's what you want. And well, let's, let's, Johnson- uh, we, we can, we can set aside the, uh, the games and talk about this, mm-hmm. this honestly, and, and run through things. Um, we both, I believe, uh, got, 23 of the 24 players on offense, not including Albert. Oh, we, we, we nailed that. We were on the same page there. Three quarterbacks. Yeah. Yeah. We hit the four receivers, which, which was a big part of this year. Yes. Um, yeah, I would say the, the most newsworthy move on offense was the decision to, to waive Britton Covey, uh, for the reasons we talked about on the post game pod. I thought that made sense. You can't make the clump in the tump. He's already, he cleared waivers last year. Uh, there's a good chance that he'll be able to make it through uh, onto the practice squad. And if not, re- you know, returners are to some degree a dime a dozen. Olamide Zacchaeus can do it. Um, I think that's a position over the next 48 hours, wide receiver, where where we may see them make a move. Um, but they're carrying four at the moment. They carried the four running backs we expected. No Trey Sermon. Offensive line, the question seemed to be, uh, would there be a ninth offensive lineman? And would it? if so, would it be Sua Opeta or Josh Sills? Josh Sills drops off the roster. It is Sua Opeta, and then a right tight decision. end, and at, at tight end, no Tyree Jackson, um, which I think was was the right decision. He's never really made that that second leap that you were looking for. And they bring in uh, Albert Okuebunam. Mm-hmm. I, I got to work on that as well. Um, offensively, what, what do you make of the trade for for Albert? Oh, it is a uh, like the the least bit of compensation possible. Essentially, they they, they swap a 2025. Seven, sixth for a 2025 seventh and get uh, Albert O on the final year of his rookie yeah. deal. The book on him is pretty known at this point, extremely athletic camp lock worth a lick uh, has never played special teams. This is a guy who is basically like your upside for Tyree Jackson is, is what he brings to the table. So this is going to sound very random. Okay. I've, like I've, random, been, I've been consuming, like an inordinate amount of Broncos coverage in the past week. Uh, I've kind of been paying attention like to, to, to the Broncos media core. Um, interesting. I wonder what the reason for that is. And, and uh, you're looking to get mile high. And Albert O had this huge game against the Rams. They, they won like 41, nothing. He, he had uh, seven catches, a hundred plus yards, a touchdown. And, the big story coming off that game was Albert O's got to make the team. Albert O's got to make the team. So when he was waived today, uh, the new algorithm on, on Twitter is such that if you've been like looking at certain types of tweets, that's what shows up in your timeline mm. for the for you part of it. Uh, Why would you be using the for you? <laughs> Seriously. That's, what, that's the default. Isn't that what comes up? Isn't that the it default? It doesn't have to be. You can change it. Uh, okay, well, I haven't changed the. Oh, you uh, gotta change that, my friend. That <laughs> yeah. Is, that so is a disaster. What are you doing? So, this is day one stuff. Yeah. So, so today I was in the car, and uh, and you're scrolling I'm, X, and I'm scrolling X's. it, and, and I see. Wait all a second. Were you really stuff. scrolling it in the car as you were driving? Uh, I was at a light. Um, oh, because Sheila's not going to be happy about this. At a light, you can't do it at a light. No, scrolling Twitter at the light. You're oh, stopped. You're stopped. I n- never when I'm driving, but oh, at, at at the light. Uh, Seal is gonna have something to say. Uh, Speaking of which, programming update: we will have the much anticipated one of the best episodes of the year. The spread your wins and fly 
episode in which we do the over-unders for every team in the NFL. We draft them. Sheila Kapadia, formerly of Birds with Friends, will be our guest. That'll be at 10 a.m. tomorrow. What a what a 48 hours of Birds with Friends coverage. Anyway, I expect yeah. if he listens to this episode, he's going to lead with uh, how disappointed in you he is about that. So so, so here's the deal with Alberto. Um, like you said, good pass-catching tight end. Hasn't had a significant production uh, with the Broncos. Was drafted, I believe, the same year as Noah Fant. And he he kind of hasn't been twenty twenty draft pick towards ACL yeah yeah uh so he's someone who has has size pass catching ability the Eagles presumably did not think he was going to clear waivers very light draft pick compensation here just just to get him in the building and uh if you're light at at um wide receiver then or at, at least thin on, on on wide receiver then one way you can mitigate it is with a pass catching tight end and. Perhaps this is one way they're trying to mitigate it. Yeah, I mean it's a it's a free roll. Um, yeah. I think expectations should be kept in check. That you know Sean Payton didn't want this guy. You know they were obviously um, showcasing him in that final preseason yeah. game. Anything you know if he catches five passes, that's that's like a relative win. And it shows you how how the sausage is made uh, because sometimes when the, when these things are leaked out early, they're leaked out for this reason to try to get a team to trade for him. You know. Yeah, I wonder whose spot he took. It's a good question. Whose spot do you think he took? Well, it's got to be somebody who's you know who was whose departure was not uh, obviously reported before then. I Maybe wonder. Kayvon? Yeah, I feel like I feel like Kavon is a, is the kind of decision you make ahead of like, do we want to okay. keep this guy or not? I would feel like maybe. Maybe a Moro? No. Uh, was that earlier? Oh, 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 Nicholas Moro. Okay. Nicholas uh, Moro. Or uh, you know, uh, a Ben Van Sumeren, somebody you're you're confident is gonna mm, make it through on waivers. Interesting. Um, yeah. Maybe a maybe a Makai Garner. You maybe you go way crazy at, at uh, corner corner. Probably not. That was though. your guy. Yeah. I didn't actually in the in the I, I I slept on it after the late night and I changed it uh, in my official uh submission to Jimmy. I kept it. Oh, which is so ridiculous. It's not ridiculous. I slept on it. It's a different, it's a one no, because, is one is how you feel at night and you publish it. The other one is a different contest. If I feel differently after having slept on it, I'm not going to submit something I think is wrong. I knew when I woke up, they're going to keep Contavia street. I was on the fence about whether it should be Makai Garner or Aaron Sipos. And I went with Sipos and that was wrong. Adam's Adam's exploit says, how about Gunner with the Sipos breaking news? He still got it. Yes. D gun has it. Uh, I agree. With and I agree with that. Huge. Uh, I'm a huge D gun fan and not just that, but uh, I responded to a text that I'm um, from him last night at one Oh three AM at one ten AM. He gives me the thumbs up. Really? So, yeah. So I texted you at like 10 PM last night. I never got a response. Yeah. Well, because I know I'm not supposed to respond to you in the middle of the night. Um, but if I'm texting you, you can reply. I'm no, I didn't see, late. You're the one I didn't see that one. Yeah. Uh, I was, I was up in the middle of the night <laughs> thinking about things and uh we gotta I get into this at some point a yeah. lot of a lot of veiled uh illusions from you over the past week or so <laughs> so i i missed uh i missed your text at, at, at 10 and i said i'm gonna wait until i was gonna i was gonna send you something at 5 30 i decided 6 30 instead i was up i had a i had a, I had a 6 a.m flight yeah, but I, I I never know. Emily is trying to, to tell me not to text people at the 5 a.m. hour. So, As long as I'm not uh, on vacation, you can text me any time of day you want. Okay, because that, that, that was an issue this summer. <laughs> yes. You can still text me any time of day okay. you want. I just may not respond. Thank you. Fair enough. Um, okay, I think the offense is, is settled. Um, let's talk about the defense where there were more difficult decisions to be made. On the edge, let's talk a little bit, Zach, about the report from over the weekend that Derek Barnett, ya boy, had decided, I've had enough of Zach Berman getting on my back. I need to get away from this guy. I need to find a locker room where people just let me be me. And I'm tired of this Zach guy. I want to make clear, I have nothing against Derek Barnett. I've spoken to his mother. Okay, I have read that. Doesn't that is not that is not a box to check for someone you're not allowed to have disagreements with. Like, um, there must be people in your life who you've spoken to their mother and you still don't like them. 
No, actually, there's very few people in this world I dislike. Uh, so, <laughs> so Derek Barnett, yeah, he's it, first off, it's a wealth of riches for or not a wealth, can't be a wealth of riches. What if you uh, spoke? What if you? What if you spoke to the mom of that uh, president of the Spanish FA who's undergoing the hunger strike, and you were trying to talk her out of the hunger strike? Don't do this to defend your uh, creepy son. But by then talking to her, you have given him your stamp of approval as if you are now a fan of his. I'm not familiar with that story, actually. Really? You've been uh, yeah. too, busy, too busy reading Broncos coverage to <laughs> read <laughs> worldwide headlines. Probably so. I know so much about the Broncos right now. <laughs> um, what is going on? You are a weird guy. Oh, but yeah, I, I've been consuming an, an inordinate amount of Broncos coverage. Um, is this your plan to become the next Adam Schefter is to start covering the Broncos and work your way up like him? Not a little late for that. Um, I, I actually listened to, uh, I was driving to work the other day and Schefter was talking about how, um, he, he was on 97.5 and the interview was was it was about going away to training camp, and he used to talk about in his younger years going up to I think it was Northern Colorado in Greeley, Colorado, and uh, yeah, it was. And he's he Is knows like, everybody. No, he knows the trainers. He knows everybody. And I'm saying, man, Schefter knows how to do it. I imagine this is. I'm if I'm just putting the dots together. Maybe the Colorado State program is trying to bring you. For in-person no. teaching, this is <laughs> no. going to be your new vocation. No, I, I, I like knowing what's going on around the NFL, and okay. uh, that, yeah, I was the Broncos and Rams were having joint practices. I was, I was reading both their stuff. That's research all. for the spread your wins and fly draft. You, you need to con confirm the fact that you're going to continue betting on Russell Wilson. Yeah, I'm still on Russell Wilson Island. So, okay. Uh, so what did you make of the, the report that Derek Barnett wants to trade? It makes sense to me. He's the fifth defensive end or fifth edge rusher. I should say, assuming Nolan Smith is healthy when Nolan Smith is healthy. Nolan Smith, I think is the fourth Barnett. What if he gets 10, 15 snaps a game? This is someone who's been a starter, uh, who probably views himself as a high impact player. And the fifth edge rusher doesn't, doesn't get much work. Right. So, yeah, so I'm I'm not surprised by it. At the same time, they clearly, will find ways to use him. Yeah, I mean, yeah, no, but clearly there there wasn't much value there, right? Like I I I don't think the Eagles were so hell bent on keeping him that, uh, you know, I I I think if there was a pick that they would have liked, they would have moved him because they had Patrick Johnson, they had they had Janarius Robinson, right? That there was players there for your fifth and sixth edge rusher you could have. But Howie made a good point today, and he's and he's right about this. Um. They were thin last year that they had to give up a draft pick. They had to sign guys and he trade for Robert Quinn because Derek Barnett yeah. got hurt. Yeah. Yeah. So he, he, he'd rather have a little more certainty at that position. I think it's totally reasonable there. I mean, there's, there's no reason for them to give him up for nothing when it's such an important position. And the odds are that one of those four guys are going to get hurt at some point, And you can also find, you can find snaps for him. But I, I always love the framing of those reports and not to, like I'm not ripping on any reporter because I respect I respect the fact they had news I, I didn't have right, but the uh, when it's it's like the, the team's listening to offers for such and such player, but they really like him and they want to keep him right. I mean, right. If if the report's getting out there that they're listening to offers for you, it means that they're interested in trading you. Right. Um, okay. So they keep those five guys, and then they keep Patrick Johnson. My uh, I'm teasing. My honest assessment of keeping Patrick Johnson is they're a little bit worried about the dual injuries to Hassan Reddick and Nolan Smith. Because if one, either one of those guys is down for week one, you're going to need Patrick Johnson to be up as the backup Sam. Nolan Smith has still not returned to practice with the shoulder injury that he has. Hassan Reddick, all indications are that he'll be ready for week one. I believe that. But if you're at all concerned about that, it makes sense for the security to keep Patrick Johnson. Whereas in my estimation, I thought, I thought you could probably get Patrick Johnson through to waivers. I don't know who's necessarily claiming him. You keep Kyron Johnson, who's better on special teams, and you can probably put him on injured reserve on Thursday. You save a spot that way. That was, that was my math. But uh, I think they, uh, somebody in the building must, must love Patrick Johnson. 
I think if you can get to the quarterback, you have. But a can spot Patrick Johnson get to the quarterback? I yeah, I I thought pre-injury he had real pass rush juice in camp this summer. Um, I'm not as a student observer as you are, but based well, on my are, uh, maybe you are that maybe you were this year. Yeah, based on my notes, I mean, if you go back, actually, I had a few training camp diaries or practice yeah, reports. But, yeah, he had fresh legs in the beginning of camp. That's no guarantee. I mean, he's he's been it's in the league since his third year. Yeah, but if you get to the quarterback, that's that's that that's. I think getting to the quarterback is more important than a special teams role. I think you would. I think you could have kept them both, but I think they may still keep them both. So we'll see what happens. Um, I do think I. I we'll, we'll see what happens with Nolan Smith. I think that that might be up in the air for week one. Um, defensive tackle. They kept Contavious Street, um, as we both had in our official predictions to Jimmy Kemsky. Uh, they go seven there. I think this is a case of, you know, you, you keep your best players. And it's interesting, Zach, um, this is a really deep roster, and we sort of talked about this, but there's a, you know, there's an assignment for the athletic where uh, post-cut down, every, every writer has to say, like, the best player who was released by the team that day. And you look at it, and it's, it's kind of hard to decide who that is for the Eagles. It's yeah. not like they cut a guy who is definitely roster-worthy all across the league. You're right. I mean, the player I put there was was Nicholas Morrow because he has the career starts and because he entered the summer as the as a starting linebacker. But no, there wasn't a move where you're like, oh, my goodness, they cut him. Uh, so which probably speaks to what we said post game the other day that the roster is not as deep, like the bottom spots are not as as, as deep as they might get credit for. Um, it's but, such a sliding scale. Maybe it just means that it, it yeah. is deep and uh, it's such an equal quality than sure than it might have been in, in past years. But yeah, perhaps. Yeah, yeah, perhaps. But I, I think that uh, I mean there wasn't a, a decision here that I thought was like really indefensible. You know. Well, we could disagree about that. Right. But yeah. Okay. But okay. All right. Let's uh, let's take wait our, real quick. Um, I haven't had the well. I'm putting you on the, on the, on the spot here, and maybe the answer is you haven't either. I haven't seen the cuts elsewhere. I was going to ask you about linebacker. The Eagles only have three right now. Clearly, gonna they're going to. I was going to. Uh, oh, okay. We're moving right. along the positions, Zach. There's a there's a. I didn't a see a rundown. With this madness. Okay. Yeah, but I've been going position by position throughout this conversation. You didn't think I was going to come next to linebacker? <laughs> sure. Okay. We just we Fair just enough. went quarterback, running back, wide receiver, <laughs> tight end, offensive line, edge, defensive tackle. You didn't think that was the next part of the conversation? Sure. You're correct. <laughs> You're correct. Okay. All right. After this break, I don't know how we'll much, get how much Denver Bronco uh, Kush you've been smoking, but you know, pay attention. <laughs> I don't know what Cush is. I do know Frank Cush Field is is at Arizona State University. So, all right, let's uh, let's take a little break here from our sponsor, and we'll be back to talk about linebackers and how the Eagles went light there, and could they potentially be looking around the league? Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with twenty four seven U.S. based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic. Victorinox, the makers of the original Swiss Army Knife, have been a reliable companion for life's everyday challenges, mastering functionality, innovation, iconic design, and uncompromising quality with its products. The Victorinox Swiss Army Knife provides you with all the things you don't think about until you need it. Tweezers, a screwdriver, and even a corkscrew. With the Victorinox Swiss Army Knife, you can be prepared to master everyday life. You can find Victorinox Swiss Army Knives at Dick's Sporting Goods. 
And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Back on Birds with Friends. Um, Zach, I saw your boy, uh, Jamison Crowder, got released. Like the one of the best players in the league. <laughs> uh, I, like I want to tell you something. Putting A.J. Brown on the street. That joke was from our first season together, which was 2019. Okay? It is the 2020. This is, the, this is our fifth season doing a pod. I hope we have many more doing a pod together. Uh, but I hope as long as we do that, we're talking about Jamison Crowder. <laughs> but, What's that yeah, from 2019? The, the way I felt about Jamison Crowder in 2019 <laughs> is different than the way I felt about Jamison Crowder in 2020. <laughs> a matter of fact, can you name? Can you, I'm going to pull this up here. Two can the you game, name? Yeah, two can you name. That was from the week one game in 2019. Okay? The week one game. Uh I'm pulling this up here. We're going to do an impromptu two can you name. Okay, this okay? is fine. Okay. Two can you name from that Jameson Crowder game that we are – wait, was Jameson Crowder even – he didn't even start. <laughs> <laughs> What's going I actually on? I think I remember this. I think you maybe gassed him up and he was inactive. Uh, no, he was he injured? Because I'm looking at this roster here. I think he might and- have been – I think he might have been in. Had he left the team at that point? Um, <laughs> no, but you gassed him up big time. Or, or maybe they lost Jamison Crowder that offseason? No, no, no. You were saying watch out for Jamison Crowder. Well, was he injured? Jamison Crowder. I'm looking at, at this in 2019 here. No, yeah, that's that's it. He had left for the Jets that year. Okay. And yeah, I would. Did they I think, play the Jets? No, but I'm talking about the week one game against Washington. That's 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 no, what no, no, we're no. referring to. You were you were gassing him up in a game when they were about to play against Jamison Crowder. In 2019, they played against. They don't think they, they played the Jets in 2019. And maybe it was 2020. Uh, no, it was. They did play the Jets in twin, in 2019 because yeah. because we were in Buffalo that year. We were in Miami that year. So yeah. they were. Yeah, it was the home against the Jets. Yeah, they had home against the Jets that and year. And that's what you're. And, and uh, okay, so what was what's your two can you about Jamerson Crowder in that Eagles Jets game? Oh no, I was I, I was I was gonna say, can you name who else was on the field that day, showing how long it's been since 2019? That's 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 my point. Okay. Yeah. So simply saying, like, yeah, I guessed up Jamerson Crowder in 2019, five years ago. You know how many players were in the league five years ago who are on their like third job since then? Right. Um, so point being, yeah, I, I feel ha- I, I think Jameson Crowder was a good player. And I vividly remember when Jameson Crowder was at Duke and Al Groh talking him up, I, I, I believe. That all comes back to the grows. It's, <laughs> you are absolutely a grower. All right. Um, <laughs> let's talk about the linebacker, Zach. Uh, yes, please. please. <laughs> speaking After of that, positions that could potentially grow. Yes, they have good three linebackers: uh, Zach Cunningham, Nicobe Dean, and Christian Ellis. Nobody else. Nicholas Morrow uh, gets released. A guy who could potentially come back week two if they need depth. Ben Van Sumeren goes to uh, waivers, and if he clears, p- presumably the practice squad. Do you expect that they are comfortable here early in the season, or do you think this is a place where they will they will definitely add? I think this is a place they will add. Uh, I mean, you need more than three on, on your roster. They could use the practice squad for the time being. But no, I, I think this is a spot where they scan the waiver wire. Like we said the other day, they're 31st on the waiver wire. So if there's a guy you like, you're probably not getting him. But as we've also said for the past four years, we can sometimes overstate like the desire for, for guys you cut. Sometimes you're like, ooh, this guy's not going to clear, and he clears. So I haven't had a chance... By the way, when the Eagles when four o'clock hit, I didn't even know who the Eagles cut at that point, right? So I, 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 we didn't know. Yeah, yeah, I haven't had a chance to see the rest of the league yet. Um, so, so I, I will see uh, tonight. Actually, I'm, I'll go through team by team and see who's out there and see who who might be a good fit. But 
at this juncture, uh, I, I do think they'll add at linebacker and at a wide receiver. I think at linebacker, just body type wise on special teams, they need at least one other guy, if not two. Uh, and those could come in the form of practice squad elevations, but I mean, you can only elevate two guys per week. So uh, they can't just elevate everybody from the practice squad. Um, we can, t- I don't know where they're going to borrow from if they do make a claim. Uh, maybe this is a moral week two kind of deal. Maybe it's Van Sumeren, but um, they do just like on the field. They need guys on special teams. I think if you were to look at the, like the, the top special teams performers for the Eagles from last year, Patrick Johnson stays. Zach McPherson's injured and gone. Kyron Johnson is waived injured. Kayvon Wallace is gone. And those were like the, the, the four guys who led the team in special team snaps. So we've talked about how, the Eagles philosophy is to not value special teams. You know, the Eagles special teams last year was the youngest group in the league by a very wide margin. It looks like it will be that again this year. And even some of the younger core players are gone. So, um, you know, not, not to make excuses, but I think it's probably reasonable to expect that the special teams performance is going to be about the same as last year and with, with some growing pains. So going through this, some um, names that that you might know here. Um, let's see, the Falcons. My, I'm, I think Michael Walker already happened before that. That did happen already. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Early favorite of mine at the Shrine Game. What eyes on me? Uh, Darian Beavers from the Giants. Mm, full sentence All Star. Uh, let's see, Brandon Smith from Penn State. He was, you know, he's kind of like a an edge linebacker hybrid. He was he was cut by the Panthers, but he was a fourth round pick, I believe, a year ago during the Matt Rule era. Uh, Deion Jones is a veteran. I'm 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 kind of looking for guys who are still on their rookie. I contract. don't think they're going to be adding a, like a like a Christian yeah. Kirksey. Exactly. Like yeah. I don't think that's their type. I think they're looking for somebody young who can play on special teams. Like sure. I, I mean, honestly, a Ben Van Sumeren type is if they're going to add somebody. Sure. Uh, Jabril Cox from the Cowboys was cut. Malik Jefferson from the Cowboys was cut. Uh, I'm seeing here the Broncos. <laughs> uh, no linebackers I, 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 from the from the linebacker from the Broncos. Um, keep going through this here. Yeah. Okay. Not yeah. Not 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 great. Not a great group of linebackers. Darian Beavers, who I who I, I like coming out of Cincinnati. Uh, has has good size. I th- I th- I think that could be an interesting one. In- okay. Intra division. Yep. Um, at cornerback, they also go heavy. They keep seven corners. So in addition to Darius Slay and James Bradbury and Avante Maddox and Josh Job, who we knew was on the team, and Keely Ringo, they also keep Eli Ricks, which I think uh, by the end of cutdown day had become expected. He certainly earned mm-hmm. his way on the team. Was very good in the preseason, and also Mario Goodrich, which I think is a little bit interesting. Um, he is the backup nickel. I don't know necessarily how important that is. Uh, he was also injured, but returned to practice the other day. So I was thinking that potentially if they kept him, they could have made the IR move with him, but, uh, he went back to practice. So they, they won't be able to do that unless, you know, they're fudging things a little bit. Um, it's an interesting thing to carry seven corners. If it makes sense from the standpoint of, We've talked about one of the big concerns about this team. If you're just looking at things that could go wrong, you got two starting cornerbacks who are both over 30 years old. If that's a position where you expect some injury turnover, keeping as many young guys in the building makes a little bit of sense. Avante Maddox has a very long injury history, uh, typically gets banged up. So it makes sense that you would want some insurance policies there. Yeah, well said. And it's a, it's, it's a position where uh, the Eagles have had tried to find young guys to develop and, and and so it makes sense eli ricks by the way quick uh fact check here and it's it's not necessarily an incorrect fact um how he said today and I, I i've seen it elsewhere that eli ricks was the number one recruit in the country recruiting rankings can be or, or at cornerback i go by the by the dame brugler um beast Mm. And Dane Brugler has him as the number two overall recruit. I think Brugler uses the composite rankings, perhaps. Who can you name the number one cornerback recruit in his high school class? And when I say why, you would know, oh, that makes a lot of sense. Keely Ringo. Yes! Bingo! Ringo! <laughs> um, 
<laughs> well done. Keely Ringo is number one. Eli I think Ricks is King of the Beats two. again. <laughs> yes. Um, so, yeah, uh, that I, that's an interesting note. But either way, you, you look at it. The Eagles now have the top two corners from uh, that high school recruiting class. Well, there you go. Um, and then at safety, the Eagles keep four. They wave Kayvon Wallace, who was going into the final year of his rookie deal. They keep, obviously, Reed Blankenship and Sidney Brown. They keep both Justin Evans and Terrell Edmonds. I think that Justin Evans is probably a guy who, you know, if, if Howie had done his projecting the 53 exercise before camp, might have been on the outside looking in um, and earned his way and I think may end up being the week one starter. The Kayvon thing, I, I like – you know, I get it. He probably doesn't have the upside mm -hmm. that you were hoping that he would hit. Um, my thought was a for special teams, b because he's a guy who my understanding is 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 well thought of in the locker room, and c because Justin Evans has an extended injury history. Are you fully sold on Terrell Edmonds? I thought that maybe they would want the extra uh, backup there, but you've got a, you've got Avante Maddox, so you can you can move some pieces around if if things really go wrong. Yeah, Kayvon Wallace, and uh, this is a bad comparison, but in the NBA draft, like Jameer Nelson slips and Jalen Brunson slips, and it's because guys who you're so familiar with, you're like, yeah, all right, we know who they are. I, I, I'd, I'd rather go with, with you know, the tantalizing upside Draymond of, Green. Of, <laughs> of, of a one-year guy. Yeah, so now Kayvon Wallace is not at the, obviously, Jameer Nelson or Jalen Brunson level, but what my point being, when we're looking at the roster, we're like, yeah, we know what Kayvon Wallace is, right? I mean, it's it's kind of more exciting to go with uh, someone who might have a, a little more, you know, upside, or we're still learning about him. They they and you probably do that when you're comparing him to like a Goodrich or a Eli Ricks, that kind of thing. Uh, but I don't. I mean, I think Kayvon, and I like Kayvon. I, he's probably it's it's probably at replacement level now, right? Like you're you're going to find someone on the waiver wire who's comparable to a Kayvon Wallace or you'll, he'll get through to the practice squad or you'll sign someone to your practice squad who's comparable to a Kayvon Wallace who you can elevate. And then Zach gets at punter. Um, the Eagles play a little, uh, a little risk. Not really much of a risk. They're going to yeah. be fine. Uh, but they waive Aaron Sipos. And so they uh, go to the 53 initially without a punter. Surprised. Or you, I mean, we, we did talk about the the possibility yeah. that they would do this, but do you think that this means that they'll just bring Sipos back and put him on the practice squad and elevate him, or do you think um, they will try to find a punter from elsewhere? Good question. If I had to guess, I think they do the practice squad thing, save a roster spot. Not to sound sound crass here, but you kind of expect Kratz? injuries that Ed Kratz. No. Uh, you kind of expect injuries to occur like early in the season that, yeah. you, you know, you, you, you know, there are, are going to be roster spots that come open. So if you start a guy on practice squad, you can elevate him. Uh, that said, if there's a punter and I, I know we have a piece going up on the athletic soon where you referenced the uh, punt athletics guys mentioning, is it Blake Gilligan? Correct. Yeah. I hope I'm pronouncing it correctly. Gilligan um, as an interesting option. Uh, I believe he's a Penn Stater, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, so, yeah, guy, there's... As opposed to, yeah. like, the other guys who are replacement level who have been released, most of those guys are, are 30 or so. Gillikin is at least a guy who, uh, if you were to take a shot on him, could end up being your punter for a couple of years. He's only 25. Sure. And, yes, Penn State is correct. And then I, I saw, uh, I think it was the Bengals cut, did they cut Drew Chrisman? Is that right? Yes, I believe so. Okay. Yeah. So he was, I believe, by the Puntalytics, like exactly the same as Aaron Sipos. Gotcha. And Jeff McLean asked uh, Howie today about the holding, you know, how much they factor that into it. Um, and this is where you trust the fact that you have a great kicker. But there is, you know, there is synergy between Sipos and uh, and, and, and Jake Elliott. Yeah, but I mean, did, did he miss any kicks last year when. Um, yeah. What's his Kern? face when Brett Kern? Kern was the holder? Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, I think he was yeah. 
Yeah, Kern loved his holding ability. Don't you remember you asked him that? And- Kern gave a gave probably the most honest response that anyone has ever given to that question. When it's like, you know, how to I know you got to adjust to being a punter, but like, what's it going to be like working on the operation? And he's like, honestly, very easy. <laughs> like, it's like incredibly simple. Uh, the long snappers in the league are very good. Yeah, uh, I can catch the ball and put it down, and the kickers in the league are very good. It's uh, it's not an issue. Have I said on this pod before, or has or has it been off the pod? How much pride Doug Peterson takes in his holding ability was that on? I think we've talked about that before, but you know, it's been it's been a couple years. You can bring it up again. (laughs) Yeah, Doug, man, like uh, Doug's yeah, Doug's very proud of his ability to hold. I mean, he he'll he'll get into the mechanics of holding, and he'll he'll love talking about his holding experience. And he's he's a yeah, he's he's a proud extra point field goal holder. I'm smiling because in my mind I can picture the. You know, like the look on Doug's face when he gets excited about something. <laughs> yes. like, he, like he opens, like, you know, that one where he's, uh, he's like pointing. Remember that at the postseason yeah. press conference when he's, he was pointing to you when yeah. he did the baby thing? Yes, yes, he's like, yes. Like, wow. like, Doug, I had a baby like nine months ago. So my first season at, at my first year at the Athletic, I did a story on, um, and, and, and this is what makes Doug endearing. I, I, I did a story on Doug hosting a radio show in Green Bay, right? I, I, it was a, I was pretty proud of that piece. I remember it was that one. Creative. Yeah. And I remember ask, asking Doug his uh, memories of it. <laughs> and his memories were that, that they got him a, uh, they got him a limo. <laughs> he was so yeah. excited about the limo. Because <laughs> there was free beer, right? Oh, well, that I, don't know if, I don't know, but he was just like, yeah, they would pick you up in a limo. <laughs> it's just like the excitement reminded me of. You know, like if like a high schooler who goes to the prom in a, in, a, in, mm. in a limousine and it's like the coolest thing in the world. Yeah. I think limo. I feel like you don't see as many limos these days. No, I, 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 I was actually thinking that you don't see as many as many limos these days. What's up with that? What's up with the economic downturn for limos? It's probably transformed more into party buses, right? Party buses. Yeah. Party buses have come in, come in and taken the, the market share. From, from <laughs> yes. Limos. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Plus, um, like. You know, you could get like a you get get a couple uh, you know Lyft XLs or Uber XLs. Like maybe that's yeah. close to the approximation. But yeah, I feel like uh, we're gonna need a we're gonna need a limo expert on to to break this down. Yeah, I'm, I'm always curious about that. Uh, I mean, as a always? noted off, well, as 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 a noted office fan, one of my favorite um, scenes was was when they got the limousine to go to New York for the um, conference, and and they're just so they're. You know, they're on cloud nine being in the limo, probably like Doug going to the radio show. There you go. All right. Well, we've we've made it through the roster. Um, we've got a piece going up on The Athletic that, that talks about this a little bit. But generally speaking, how do you feel about the health of the roster? And I guess we should also talk about is, is there anything that you learned from from Howie and Nick today that, that you think is worth passing on? Well, I'll, I'll take the first the 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 first part first, because one thing that I addressed in that story you mentioned is the 2022 team versus the 2023 team. And I looked at the initial cut last year for 2022. And obviously it's hard to divorce the way the season ended from maybe the way you felt going into the year. And what I mean by that is like TJ Edwards had a really good year, right? You didn't know the type of year TJ Edwards was, 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 was going to have, you knew Javon Hargrave was good. You didn't know if he was going to be, uh, you know, a double digit sack guy. Right. But clearly at safety last year where they had absent CJ Gardner Johnson at linebacker where they had TJ Edwards and Kaiser white interior defensive line. There was, there's a lot of promise this year with Jalen Carter. You had Javon Hargrave last year. I didn't mention Sam Malu in our piece, but Sam Malu was kind of a returning starter. Um, you had better depth at left tackle. Andre, Andre Dillard was at, you know, I, they kept him on the roster specifically to give them that stability if something were to, or that certainty if something were to happen to Jordan Mailata. Uh so I I think last year's team like 1 to 53 was more talented going into the year. The qualifier is they have so many in, in, and we've talked about this in their prime or ascending players. Jalen Hurts, AJ Brown, Devontae Smith, Landon Dickerson, Jordan Mailata. Um, you know, Josh Sweat. You, you 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 can go on on down the list. Guys who who still have maybe another gear to tap, and along with that, there are players who who could regress. 
they're counting on key 30 and older guys like Kelsey and Lane Johnson, Fletcher Cox, Brandon Graham, James Bradbury, Darius Slay. But I think the upside for this team is that if you write down like their top 10 or top 15 players, those guys could be better. You know, a majority of those guys could be better this year than they were last year as long as they stay healthy. Yeah, I think that's fair. Um, now, a good point brought up uh, as I catch up on the chat here from DFOP Dan McQuaid. Uh, didn't someone on the team tell you that Kayvon Wallace was primed for a big year? Um, and that is true. In fact, there were two players who were uh, given nods as primed for a big year who were waived today. Kayvon Wallace, who was given the nod by Zach McPherson. And then Jordan Davis also uh, tabbed Joseph Ngata as his guy who was primed mm. for a big year. He was waived. In defense of those two answers, um, I will tell you that those were that was the first day I began asking the question. That was the night after the first preseason game. Hmm. So maybe in the two weeks since then, uh, people would have been able to see things change. But I did honestly uh, have an, an, an odd reaction when Jordan Davis said Joseph and Gata. Uh, I was like, are you sure? Um, but he stuck, he stuck to it. Uh, that does remind me, though, Zach, uh, that piece that um, I do think the big lesson from this summer or the big takeaway from the summer in, in my estimation, aside from the fact that they made it through the season healthy or they made it through the summer, mostly healthy, um, which is, you know, but a bit by design. Um, my big takeaway is that I think, and I asked Howie Roseman this question and he sort of uh, pushed it off and said, you know, he hasn't had time to really think about that yet. I think in the building, they feel about as good about this draft class mm. as they have in a very long time. Um, I think the early returns on the class, top to bottom, have been have been really good. Yeah, to that point, all all seven guys from this draft class they are keeping. Um, they kept five guys last year, but the three years before that, they did not keep every draft pick right they cut a, a, at least one draft pick in, in all those years and it was very clear early on that uh tanner mckee was going to beat out ian book moro ojimo showed some serious juice uh matter of fact if you were ranking the rookies you'd probably say keely ringo was the least impressive and relative to expectations one, yeah yeah and at, at, at one point we thought that that might have been the best value in the class right so or among them. So, uh, no, I, I think that's spot on. And we've also talked about how they're going to have to expect this year's rookie class to contribute, whereas they didn't last year. And so, uh, I'm, I'm very much, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm expecting Jalen Carter to play a major role. I think Nolan Smith is going to play this year. Um, you're probably not going to see Steen unless there's injuries, but like how we said on, 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 uh, leading up to the draft that, uh, it's it's naive to think they're going to have the same injury luck that they had last year. Yeah, I mean, uh, having done that piece for a while, the overwhelming reaction to Jalen Carter was was notable to me. Um, rookies are not usually given that nod, and even guys who were like, you know, there were a couple guys who were saying, I don't really want to put it, put it on a rookie, so they wouldn't say him. But like the, the most interesting reactions were like uh, like Rashad Penny, who's like his his initial reaction was like, oh, I'm going to gas up the running back room. And then he just starts laughing. It's like, I mean, Jalen Carter, that guy's a beast. Um, yeah. It's I, I think to some degree, it's like the talk of the locker room that hmm. that this guy looks like he could be really, 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 really good. Which is what we expected, or I shouldn't say ex expected. This was going to be the the best case scenario for them, right? It was that he was potentially the best player in the draft. You get him at nine, and you know why he slipped. But man, if it clicks, it's going to be it's it's going to be really good. And I think it has a chance to be really good. I think this can be the the official end of the portion of the season when we spend a little bit too much time talking about the bottom of the roster and turn our attention to the top of the roster. I think, you know, we saved Jalen Carter for minute 52, but he matters a lot more than most of the guys we've talked about on this episode. Uh, this is the way I, I like to do it. Talk about the guys. Talk about the difference makers, right? Mm, there you go. Uh, all right, ZB. What else you got going on? Well, no, there was one thing you, that you teased earlier that we need to address, and that is the uh, ridiculous decision that happened in Cleveland, this, in, in Berea, Ohio today or yesterday. Yes. Do you want to get into that? 
Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, you try you you assume the teams are trying to keep the best fifty three. Mm-hmm. Doesn't seem like they're doing that in Cleveland. Uh, as they uh, as they released Michael Dunn, he is he is not subject to waivers. So we will see if uh, another team comes calling. The reporting and uh, my understanding is that the Cleveland would like him back on the practice squad, and he'll, he'd be an elevation. They want to keep him uh, as insurance, but I mean, don't pee on me and tell me it's raining. Let's yeah, you know. And look, I'm I'm not objective when it comes to Michael Dunn. I admit that probably every other player in the league I'm objective about. Not Michael Dunn because of our relationship with Marissa. That said, we watched the Eagles Browns practices, and he was in there in the starting lineup with uh, Joel, but in in place of Joel Patano. Um, Patonio. Patonio. I apologize. I got to get my pronunciations down. Uh, sorry. Um, <laughs> uh, you got a long way to go, my friend. Yeah. So, um, and they went purposely thin at offensive line uh, or interior offensive line. Uh, I understand it's a risky gamble. Yeah. There's some roster gymnastics, but um, clearly I'm birds with friends here. We are uh, not fans of that decision. Yeah. And I think you said it well, I mean, we're, we're not objective, but you know, I, I, uh, I fancy myself a bit of a backup offensive line appreciator. And Michael's good, man. Mm-hmm. He's really, really good. And I think mm-hmm. that, like, what what uh, was so impressive to me was we talked about it that, you know, uh, the in one on ones, Jalen Carter gets him with that move, and then you go to team drills, and Jalen Carter tries that move again, and Michael is so ready for it. Yep. Um, I you know I can't I, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go overboard here, but the guy we know how well he prepares, we know how smart the guy is. He yeah. belongs. He belongs on a roster. But also, I mean, one of the best pieces uh, from the Athletic during the past, you know, f- certainly during my four years at, at the Athletic. Again with Vinnie Curry shoes, Zach. Oh, <laughs> was Bo's story on Michael and Marissa uh, in 2021. We know that both Michael and Marissa have been through a lot. Um, and so uh, Michael is a resilient guy, and uh, I have no doubt we're going to hear a lot more from him. Mm. Well said. Shouts, uh, shouts to Maddie. Yes, two uh, two months today, I believe. Look at you, nice job. Mm-hmm. All right, anything else? Not clean hour. I like it that way. How much uh, <laughs> prep are you going to be doing for tomorrow's episode? I mean, uh, presumably you're ready to go on what you think the Broncos are going to be doing. <laughs> uh, um, honestly, I I uh, I should do a little more work on it um, tonight. I feel like you've probably got strong opinions on like the Cardinals and the Bears. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I, I'm, I'm going to uh, take a look at those over unders tonight, and hopefully, have it's, it's a show I always look forward to. Uh, it helps I, me with yeah, my NFL One preparation. Of the best of the year, I think. Yeah, and uh, I, I like that we have an out because I have to get to interviews tomorrow or, or uh, at. What time? Like one thirty or thereabouts. So. One. We're one. starting at ten, so that means that means we got about a two-hour, twenty-minute out for you. No, 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 no. I I need to be done by noon. I need to be finished by noon. It doesn't and take I, you an hour to get there. Yeah, but I need to give myself time to to get to work. You know, it takes me 25, 30 minutes to get to work. I get to work. I get in my seat, put my stuff down, chat with the other writers a bit. Thirty-five minutes to to transition from sitting in your seat to what, doing uh, well, interviews. Look, I mean, I mean, what if the Schuylkill's backed up? Um, there's a lot of things. Yeah, I, I cannot. Fifteen minutes, two twenty. No, I, I look uh, as they say at the Newhouse School of Communication: better never than late. Well, you keep that in mind. Then we better be starting right at ten. I don't want any more of this. Uh, you know. Zach come lately business we've had before podcasts lately. <laughs> it only happens when I'm rushing home for them to make it to a pod. I, I will be here tomorrow morning ready to roll. Okay. Yeah, it's at 10 o'clock. This is it's like evening for you. That is true. I, I, I if you oh, text me at 5 30 tomorrow, got, I will be up. We got cameos. We gotta do we we cannot forget we have two cameos to do tomorrow. You got it. 
Okay. We'll do it. Hold me to this. Yep. Yeah. Bad job by us. All right. Uh, That'll do it for this episode of birds with friends. Congratulations to uh, Zach and the other six people who have to share a a portion of the pie. We'll see how the, the practice squad tiebreaker goes, but safe to say that whoever wins this year, you know, can't be feeling that superior because you know, how much better were you really? Neither here nor there. For Zach and Kyron and Maddie, we thank you for listening. We will talk to you tomorrow, 10 a.m., live on YouTube with Shilka Padia for the Spread Your Wins and Fly draft as Bo Wolf looks to retain the most important title in podcasting. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you tomorrow. And as always, we love you. Birds with friends.